Welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. Check out our calendar of Metro Atlanta tennis events at letsgotennis.com, where you can also find deals on equipment, apparel, and members get 10% off our shop. So get yourself an Atlanta Tennis Monsters shirt. I got mine, and I wear it all the time. In this episode, Go Tennis co-founder and Atlanta Tennis Podcast contributor, Coach Giovanna Boyce, gets to talk to Carson Tangulig, who not only won her match for the University of North Carolina to clinch the Team NCAA National Championship, she and her partner won the Doubles NCAA National Tournament as a doubles team. And there they received a wild card into the U.S. Open main draw starting August 28th. Have a listen and let us know what you think. So, Carson, welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you very much meeting us at the Atlanta Open Media Day the other day. That was awesome to get to see you there. So everybody is uh, uh, getting to know you for your accomplishments, latest accomplishments. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit of that as we start and then we go back into the how you got there? Yeah, so um, I coming in or this last year, I was a sophomore at University of North Carolina. I played typically line three singles for them and uh, kind of everywhere around the doubles lineup, usually around two. And this year we won the national championship as a team. Um, I had the pleasure of clinching. And then for the individual tournament, my partner Fiona Crawley and I won the doubles tournament. So we have a wild card to go play in New York in the U.S. Open at the end of August, which has been the craziest whirlwind ever. And I uh, still can't believe it, but that's where I'm at now. So that is wonderful. And we will get to that. But first, like I said, please indulge us. Tell us where, when and how your tennis journey began. Yeah, so um, it's Grant Stafford. He is my coach now and has been since I started when I was little and he, I would probably not have started tennis unless he, um, cause he moved in. So when I was four, my parents, we've been in this house since I was a baby. And when I was four, he moved across the street. So we're neighbors and neither of my parents really played tennis. And the question, sorry to interrupt. That was another question because I'm always interested. Are you coming mm -hmm. from uh, uh, your parents were tennis players or not? So thank you. Yeah, no, neither of them really played tennis, just recreationally growing up there. We were a big basketball family. And so basketball was probably always in the cards for me. But um, Grant moved in across the street and asked, told my parents, you know, if your kids are ever bored, if you ever want to get some energy out of them, you know, uh, come to our academy and uh, I can give them lessons and they can start. And if they like it, they can keep going. And so my older brother and sister started that and they started drills. And then I start I would always go to those and watch my sister and my brother. And then I started when I was old enough. And then it just kind of took off from there. Both neither of my siblings took it as serious, ended up taking it as seriously as I ended up. But um, I started doing after school drills and then I was loving it. I did it probably three, four, maybe sometimes five days a week. And then it just kind of took off from there until wow. homeschooling and all that. Yeah. 
That is awesome. So your siblings are older or younger? They're older. My sister is about five years older than me, and my brother is almost three years older than me. Yeah, the younger one in the group, and the one that got you will see that a lot. Uh, yeah, they got with, with the kids with you know with siblings, uh, either the first one or the last one that just yeah. certain particular things. That's awesome. So uh, you start homeschooling as well at the age of ten. Uh, fifth grade. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how old I was, but yeah, fifth grade is when I started. Now, it was your idea or was a combination of your parents saying, you know what, you need to focus more on tennis. How was that experience? It was kind of a combination. I think I wanted to because I saw other people my age in our academy doing it. And Grant, as a coach, was like, I think you would really excel if you did this, if you really want to be good. And my mom, my parents, neither of them pushed super hard for anything sports wise. They always wanted to come from us. So it was just kind of a discussion. And so they wanted me to try it before I went to middle school to at least kind of have a little bridge and kind of get to get into a routine myself. And my mom was always like, I don't want to be the one teaching you. So you got to be kind of self-sufficient because um, I mean, both my parents work. So they wanted me to do it during or start in fifth grade. And then I ended up doing it all throughout the rest of school just for travel purposes. And I really started to get into it and get a lot more serious about my tennis and both my parents were super supportive. So we were traveling places all over the U.S. and uh, training four hours, five hours a day. So do you think that you would ever had the opportunity to actually focus on tennis if uh, without being homeschooled? I, I think I would have, but I do think it definitely helped me in a sense. I'm a person that probably needed that extra time on the court. I know a lot of people, even a lot of people on my team now didn't have to homeschool and are playing at the same level as I am. So I think it's kind of different for everyone, but I think I was definitely one of those people where, you know, those extra hours on the court really helped me in um, taking the time off and having the ability to do my school, um, get that done and then go on the tennis court. And just, I don't think I necessarily needed the school aspect. And my parents always said like, as long as you're getting your academics done, you can play as much tennis as you want. That is awesome. I think I have to have a podcast interview with your parents as well. <laughs> awesome idea and a great encouragement encouragement for other parents as well to go for it and in, in embrace the homeschool experience and give the children opportunity to explore their likes and their passions because we, we need a little more of that That's yeah wonderful. so it you definitely. were part of the um not the golden retrievers you said but part of the ball kids at lifetime yes How so yeah, um, I only did it a few times. I think I just did it two years back to back, maybe just one, but it was for the Australian Open wildcard challenge. They used to do it a super, super long time ago. And um, I was training at Lifetime at the time. So I think Ms. Patricia asked if uh, Grant or our program had any extra kids that wanted to participate. And I mean, I was there all day, every day. So of course I was going to join in. So I got to see like so many big names like at the time, young American woman players like Grace Min, Shelby Rogers, and just being able to see them up close was super, super cool and definitely had me put that kind of pro tennis on the map for me and was a really big, cool inspiration and motivation for me. So it was just cool to see that like super up close. I'm sure that has to be an experience as a, as a, I was a ballerina. I mean, I would say a ballerina is always a ballerina, right? Um, <laughs> my early years, seeing people on stage and being able to see them afterwards it was oh my goodness they were just 
I want to be that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. how old were you when finally you decide, you know what, I can make a career out of this. It's not just a, a passion that you're following. It's not just something that you're practicing very hard towards, but when is when finally clicking? I think I always kind of had that on my mind and some coaches had put it in my mind, like you have a lot of potential. And I think nearing the end of middle school around there, I had high hopes of <clears throat> my junior career and um, <clears throat> always just trying to look to go pro. Maybe um, there was like a set ranking that like if I was pro and I was at this ranking, then maybe I would decide not to go to school. But I think college was always on the radar. And I th obviously I'm sure my parents wanted me to go. But I think probably around the end of middle school, going into high school, trying to figure out if I did want to go back to half day or high school and maybe do a half day instead of being fully online and kind of figuring that out. Because I also played, <clears throat> sorry, I also played basketball in high school. So we were trying to balance that and uh, figure that out. So and how I wanted to go about it. And so there are a lot of conversations, but I think around there, I kind of knew that I could do something with it. And um was just kind of putting my head down and working super hard around that time playing a ton of tournaments that is I love a commitment for a young person yes mm -hmm. I praise you for it because you know as a parent we want our kids to get to develop their passions and go for it and it's hard to know where to how to guide them through that so for you uh, and your parents come together and find that that what you want to do and support you towards and then you realize you know what I can I can be a pro and you know how about this, how about that, and see all the ways we can do it. That is, that's fantastic. Uh, well, so from there, uh, how you decide to go to UNC? How the journey went? Yeah, so it was definitely a new process and a stressful one. And luckily, I had a couple people to look up to that were already in college or had been through the process um, at some point in their life. So they just gave me some pointers and making sure I wasn't focusing too much putting too much pressure on myself just kind of feeling it out and going at my own pace but um, ultimately there were a ton of conversations I was just kind of keeping my options open uh, I talked to a lot of coaches and uh, I didn't expect to end up at UNC and I honestly wasn't I didn't know how much of a legacy UNC already had and um, so I was just kind of going on what my gut felt and not less on what people were saying about certain programs or being or just how I felt about certain programs so I just kept definitely keeping my options open and then um, the coaches at UNC really just liked my game and liked all the potential that they saw in it and it eventually came down to UGA or UNC which was tough because UGA is like the home school everyone in Atlanta knows UGA it's always UGA tennis and both my siblings at the time were there. So it was definitely a tough decision, but um, it was probably one of the more stressful moments, probably stretch of like nine months in my life. But it was definitely, I'm very blessed to have had, have had like the looks and just the amount of um, attention from coaches that I've had, because I think um, it, although it's stressful, like you, um, I know it's not like that for everyone. And it was just a super cool opportunity to talk about my game and talk about where I want to go with my tennis and just kind of pick a place where I feel like I would develop and uh, feel at home in the end so of course it's hard it's hard at that age just to realize all right is this or that and what about if I take this and it doesn't work or this is very you're so young yeah 
Exactly. So, well, that is that's awesome that you conquered them and you're doing very well. You chose well. <laughs> like I'm taking you there. That's fantastic. So, talking about your journey as a tennis player, what would you say to kids around, you know, in that, uh, in that field, tennis? What would be your suggestion, your advice, your words of wisdom to them? they would like to pursue tennis as a career or even to go to college and play for college? Yeah, I think definitely the biggest things that I learned and I realized and had to keep learning is that everyone has their own path. You know, I was always, not always, but I did compare myself to certain people at certain ages. And I was like, oh, like, why can't I be winning this title? Or why am I not this ranking? And I think just the biggest thing, and it sounds really cliche, is just to like, have fun and stay in the moment and just everyone has their own path everyone peaks at different times and to just really just focus on your training trust your training trust the people around you that you know are putting in work with you on the court um I just think that's super important because you can kind of lose sight of things looking at outwards looking at other people um so I just think making sure you're enjoying it first and foremost and um I just, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice I have because I do see like people, even little girls at my academy, just like not focusing on like on the right things. And I think um, just having fun with it and staying in the present moment, knowing everyone has their own path is probably one of the biggest things that I could stress yeah, exactly. to anyone. That's right. Especially nowadays with the, so much social media, so much pressure from in the, in all the spaces. It's like we get it from <laughs> where you know family uh, social settings and that, that is very important now how do you feel about now being right there the the one that little kids look up to like for example patricia jensen was saying when she told us about you oh she was so excited and this, this girl is unbelievable and i said now I, i'm so excited because now my ball kids the golden retrievers are going to be looking up to her and, and they can see that they can do it that all the effort that they're putting now they're going to be able to get somewhere. It's exciting for us as a parents and as adults to see you guys getting to do some many wonderful things and to see that you're also looking up to you. So how, how's that feeling? That How Carson feels about that? <laughs> it's definitely different, you know, because I used to look up to some people, uh, whether from Atlanta or not. And I, I mean, I looked it up to so many of the girls that were at my academy that were going to college when I was in maybe middle school. And I just think it's really kind of a cool thing to see that I'm maybe on the other side of that now. And I'm honored that I get to, you know, share hopefully some of the wisdom and hopefully they take something from what I say. Um, and hopefully what I'm saying uh, means something to them. For sure they are. They are listening and they are watching. So uh, if you can start your journey right now into mentorship and just by writing down your thoughts, your, your journey. Because mm -hmm. I know that's gonna it's gonna help tremendously to, to young players, and uh, you're I can see you very much here for your age. So I pray. You. <laughs> Thank that's you. Wonderful to see that. Because you guys are the future, right, Bobby? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. What about you? Jump in. Do you have any questions? Well, I I, I want to give her a hard time initially, just because she made that comment about how many years and years ago the Australian Open wild card. Lifetime's only been open for less than 10 years. So I love youngsters when they start <laughs> thinking about the past. Years and years ago, 
All I remember is that year it was a flood. We did the tournament, right? It was, oh my God, it rained the whole time. Yeah, it was all indoors. All indoors because it rained. So I, that was the one, that might've been the last year. So that might've been the one that said, okay, we've done this long enough. So my, my big question is, because I still teach this with my kids, is the Grant Stafford return of serve. Do you still do the step, split and hit? Yes, it's exactly that. And no one will ever do it as well as Grant will. And he will never fail to make your serve feel bad if he's returning against you. But yeah, it's always step split. hit. It's never changed. And well, he taught me that years and years ago. I still use it. And, and, you know, I told it was speaking to Sean Pryor too. I said, you know, Grant, I think at the time had the second highest return of serve efficiency in tennis behind only a guy named Agassi. So he was pretty good at it. <laughs> it's great. You know, people don't realize that oh, we, we have that here in Atlanta. Yeah, we, we have that here in Atlanta. And, and Grant was always super humble, always willing to share. And like I said, to this day, I still this the step split and hit. <laughs> I got this from Grant Stafford. It works. Go for it. So yeah. good, good for you there. And, and also having survived Patricia Jensen. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Grant's definitely been a huge part of my tennis, obviously, I think he's a little hidden gem in Atlanta because he doesn't ever want to do any like the big press stuff. He doesn't want to be like noticed, but he's definitely a hidden gem. And I think, uh, you know, if when people know him, they really know him and they have some funny stories to tell and some good stuff to say about him. And then my last question, and I won't go into all the UNC alumni, but have you met the had the opportunity to meet any of the tennis USC alumni dignitaries, especially one that lives here in Atlanta, right? Yes, I met Caroline Price and Whitney Kay. I actually met Caroline last year. We were eating dinner before one of the night sessions at um, the Atlanta Open. So it's been cool. There's definitely a cool network of uh, bigger than you'd think network of, you know, Carolina alum in Atlanta. So it's been cool. And they're awesome. All of the alumni are so awesome. So Well, you have that former guy, that big lefty, who was also number one in the world in doubles, who's a UNC alumni. You've met Don Johnson yet? I have not. Oh, well, Don lives here. He, he was he was number one. Again, you're too young, but it wasn't that long <laughs> ago that Don was number one in the world in doubles. And he's a UNC grad. He played with a, a buddy of mine, Andre Janicek, was there at the same time. So yes, you have quite luminaries in the UNC history of family. Of course, then there's that Jordan guy, but we won't we won't get into that. He didn't graduate, so he didn't count. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, great success. And uh, just knock them out the U.S. Open. Congratulations on the NCAAs. Thank you so much. That's I'm done, Jill. You can go. You can go now. I'm going to stand here and just listen again. <laughs> okay. Yes, I know it's hard for you to do, Bobby. But if you have another question, don't hesitate. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I wore my bright shirt just so I'd be noticed. Look at you. <laughs> You're always noticed. You're always noticed. <laughs> but um, I was going to ask about yes. So we did all all the pens now. How you program? That is from my, and it's not in the script, by the way. And uh, how is how you training? I'm a fitness instructor, a Pilates yoga instructor, and uh, I'm big of the off-court workout. And this is a question that came out, out of my mind right now. So <laughs> how you manage on-court workout with your off-court workouts? Yeah, so right now, actually, I've just, I think, as you know, I'm recovering from a little procedure I had, so I'm trying to get back into that. So 
Um, but I'm actually, I love doing Pilates. So I'm doing that twice a week. Um, probably. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah. I love Pilates. My mom got me into it. So, um, and it definitely helps. I mean, working like the small muscles and I think it creates like good balance in my body. So I'm doing that. And then I will be running, um, cause I need to get back into my, into shape. Uh, so a lot of like, uh, sprints more like, pyramid runs and tempo runs, things like that. And, uh, do those a couple of times a week and then, uh, getting back into lifting, just following the lifts that our trainer at UNC sent home with us for the summer and doing those probably three times a week around there. And then I'm usually training a couple hours a day, sometimes twice, um, for a little bit in the afternoon, but for the most part in the morning to beat the heat and just working on some specifics and hitting with our group. So Awesome. Well, I'm sure you can. How many hours a day do you train? Uh, I'd say around two to three nowadays. It definitely was higher when I was a little kid, you know, with so much energy and could go on the court for hours and hours. But I'd say two, three, sometimes four. It just kind of depends on the day and what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling. So awesome. You are very wise because <laughs> you know with the youth comes that extra energy that just go in and do it and then you're all sore muscles and you cannot move well and you, when you create that balance that harmony between the off court and the on court and the rest that you guys need because mm -hmm. you're still developing you still need to and please stay away from injuries all right keep up your pilates and if you need any help in those regards i am at your service thank you <laughs> awesome. thank you so my cheering for her that's awesome that she got you pilates and you were welcoming that into your training because there's a lot of uh, uh athletes that, that they don't they go to pilates yoga actually when they are injured when mm -hmm. they are suffering with injuries or they're recovering is when they but if you do that before then you are being you're going to prevent those injuries yeah. that's yeah. fantastic yeah. There you i go. like it a lot <laughs> awesome i'm so so happy to hear that uh, now, uh, where where are you going from now? So, how long are you gonna be here back in back at home until you go to the U.S. Open? How that works? I should be home for the most part. Maybe I'm. I may be playing one tournament with Fiona uh, up in Evansville, Indiana, just as a warm up. But I should be home most of the summer, besides that week. And then I'm going to Chapel Hill. I haven't uh figured out the dates yet but probably early august one of the first or second weeks and then i'll be there two to three weeks until we head up to new york because i think uh, fiona and our coaches and everyone will head up together so i think that's the plan as of now but it's pretty tentative yes wow it's gonna come fast it's gonna come fast it's so exciting <laughs> and try to do you know your do you meditate i do not i should but i don't we your your uh, way of meditation is could be getting some balls. Many mm -hmm. about just bringing peace into your world. So make sure you take time for that because with so much uh, going on, a busy schedule and everything, it can be very stressful. And you want to mm -hmm. savor every single part of that journey that you're going to you know, embrace very soon. So that is fantastic. And we're so looking forward to hear from you again after you come back, back home and before you start college and all that crazy stuff, please. <laughs> make us as your home as your uh another place that you can share with the world what are you doing and how you're doing it and we really appreciate all the wisdom that you can bring and good example that you can bring to the youth we work with kids with my husband and bobby as well and uh, we we treasure we treasure that to, to be able to tell our kids 
uh, tennis for children's kids. You know what? You have to follow her. You know, she's doing her great things and she's winning and she worked hard. She started when she was five years old, four years old, and all that is very, very, how you say, baby? It's very motivational. And uh, we, we love to do that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been fun, you know, talking about the little things that not a lot of people talk about and just the journey because I feel like that's the most important part so it is thank you for saying this is the most important part because when we get up here okay it's here but that is just part of the long journey that we have been walking just before you know long time before that big thing happens in our lives so please make us your home come back let us know what all the other accomplishments are coming up and uh, looking forward and we will be following you all right Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. May the courts be with you. Well, there you have it. We want to thank rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, deals on equipment, apparel, and more. And you should feel good knowing that shopping at letsgotennis.com helps support this show. You can also donate directly using links in the show notes. And with that, we're out. See you next time.